Basically. Basically, that's what's going to happen. You see that? People at home, you see? Don't let this, the pretty face fool you. She's out here to break my heart, hurt my feelings. So I've got to be careful here. Don't let the tough persona fool you. All-around nice guy. All right, let's jump into this. So one of the biggest things that you're known for is women. And um, it's it's nine thirty in the morning. We're talking let's about do chicks. It. We're talking about chicks. I'm happy to do it because look, one of the first things that really confused me about you when we met was the fact that you're not a one woman man. Okay, that's okay. So these girls, okay, girls in general, what they do is when they're interested in you, they're going to immediately go, "Why are you not, you know, in a monogamous relationship?" They're going to question that, right? Because you know. Uh, you have to follow a feminine primary frame, or what are you doing? It's not completely true. Explain. It's not completely true. I'm not saying I couldn't have and, and enjoy the company of a single female for eternity. I'm saying, my point is that, truthfully, if we remove all the garbage and the fairy tales, if men are true to their biology, no man is completely and utterly a one-woman man. That's my True. Exactly. That's exactly right. According to man's biology, men are polygamous, women are serially monogamous. So if you are monogamous, you're actually in a relationship style that favors women. That is true. And uh, marriage is what is such a relationship strategy. Marriage is actually, um, it's a compromise, right? Um, the woman doesn't hypergamously branch swing to a man that's superior, and the man doesn't have multiple girls at the same time. My point. There's a societal expectation which has been placed upon humanity, and then we have a biological and evolutionary imperative. Right. And the male evolutionary imperative is not to have one female. Exactly. There are some dudes out there who are going to disagree with me, but those are dudes, they got low testosterone, they're not the big G, they ain't got no money, they ain't nothing, right? That's different. True. Also, something interesting is this. It is only a compromise for a man when he is able to get multiple options. If a man is not able to get multiple options, then it's not a compromise for him to be with one girl. It is a necessity. Hello and welcome to the Helios blog. My name is Helios, here for another reaction video. If you're new to the channel, like in the content, hit the sub, hit all for notifications. Uh, if you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe to the Nebula tier. Again, it's patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Or you could drop me a donation like Tom M here. Uh, thanks, Tom. Share us to him. Uh, so what I was saying is marriage actually is a compromise for alpha men and most women. And the reason is because the av uh, and it's to the benefit of the average man, right? It's effectively uh, socialism, right? Or the C word. I'm not going to say that on YouTube. Um, for bedroom fun, and um, it allows the average man, the every man, to have a girl. And what is the benefit of such a system of of marriage? The benefit is that society is much more stable. And you have many more people working towards the good of that society when you have marriage. In 2022, with marriage dead, uh, basically what happens is only the alpha men get girls. Uh, and the average man is seen as invisible by the average woman. And the rate of marriage right now is six out of a thousand. That's, so it leads to the destabilization of society. The average man doesn't want to work. Because why would they work? They get no benefit for it. They don't get to reproduce their genes. So whatever, they walk away.
But any man who's actually in a position of status since the dawn of human time, every single king, every single sultan, all of them had more than one chick. That's actually the natural human state. So the point I was trying right. to make is, even though I am a man of God and I try and keep myself close to Christ. Oh, by the way, look at this girl's expression. When he says that about having multiple goals and stuff, she's so happy. You know, she's like, I love to be in the presence of an alpha male, right? Like, uh, it's you can't deny, right? Men like that are attractive to most women. It is biological reality. Right? Because I'm such a we'll because I'm such a nice guy. My point is any man who has the means to attract or solicit the company of more than one female likely will enjoy this the company of more than one female. Does that make sense? It doesn't. I, I respect it, no judgment. Okay. The confusion that I have is you're jet setting, right? You're here, you're there, and we'll get to that. But how does that work, right? Because at the end of the day, women want love, emotion, and attention. And False. <laughs> That's not what women want. That's what women want on paper. But what women want is an alpha man, right? Five minutes of alpha is better than five years of beta. So, like... uh. Women want a man who's superior. They don't want, like, emotion. They don't want nice guy. Again, if that's what they wanted, then all, all these girls would be happy. But instead, what we have is girls all around posting these TikToks about how, uh, you know, Chad didn't treat him right. Including uh, Michaela Peterson about Andrew Tate, by the way. <laughs> it's, not, it's not by accident. It's because of this. And if you're jet-setting and if you have multiple women... How, how, how does that work practically? I don't have any women. It was just an observation. I don't have Let, any women. I'm a, I'm, let's be honest. I can't lie. No, um, I know what you're saying. Women want love and they want attention and those kind of things. And yeah, I travel the world. But I really don't think that it's difficult to uh, maintain a relationship purely based on... If, 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 if the connection is true, then the physical presence doesn't have to be as prevalent. Let's put it that way, right? There's lots of soldiers go to war and they have a wife at home who, who loves them very But that's much different home. because they're going to die for a cause. Let's just I'm say- going to war. I'm out here in the streets. How do you think I'm making all this money? But what do you Yeah, um so here's the idea. Um what what Andrew said is is if the connection is true, then it then you don't have to always be there. Um to some extent, right? Like, if she knows that you're coming back, she'll prefer you to some random guy, right? Uh, you, the alpha male. Um, and, and that's just because alpha males are hard to come by. So, there you go. You do, but like, you're not fighting a battle. All I do is fight. My life is a fight. What do you mean I'm not fighting, fighting a battle? I'm fighting, fighting a battle against the oppression of humankind. How are you doing that? I mean, how am I doing that? I'm, I'm the only person who didn't coward out at the beginning of this imaginary scamdemic. I'm out here literally resisting the enslavement of man. What do you think I'm trying to make all this money for? More cars? No. I'm making money specifically so that I am, to a degree at least, ungovernable. I need but my, you, on a, but that's on an individual level. And that's I take care of my people. This is Which what people? I, my people. So this is what I mean. It's not like I'm out here doing nothing. I'm out here on the streets. I gotta go to Miami. I gotta see you. Go get this done. From here, I gotta go to Dubai, make some more money. I'm running around the world. I'm doing very, very important things. And if I had a female, if I did, because of course I don't, because I'm a man of God, blah, blah, blah. If I had a female, she would have to be very understanding of the fact that I am a man on a mission with a purpose. 
And you know, some there are some missions should be allowed to come with me on, and some missions she can't come. It's not. That's exactly right. Again, um, men of means, men of power, men that other men want to be, and other and and all women want. Those men, they have certain standards of behavior for women, and if the girl isn't following those standards, the guy is not interested, right? The guy is not going to be there for that. Um, so naturally, a guy like Andrew can can solicit whatever kind of behavior that he wants, right, from from a, from a girl because he has so many options. And so any girl that Andrew might have is going to be willing to to she's going to be okay with. Uh, he's gone two weeks, he's gone three weeks, he's gone a month, he's gone a few days, and not just one girl, many girls, right? Because again, women would rather share a king than be with like a a faithful loser safe for females out here i'm out here i'm all right yeah. i managed to get here because you're next to me i got you i got you i got you leah you're okay but uh, you know but, but otherwise you got to be careful women are you know what and i don't want to look like a misogynist as usual misogyny is is like is okay to a degree okay Just what degree let me know give me a number out there. oh there we go so again when these girls say the m word th- like when these girls say the m word like, what they're talking about is men just acting like men, right? It's not bad for men to be masculine. It's just bad for men who are superior, uh, sorry, who are inferior in their eyes to themselves to act masculine. Because when those men do um, act masculine, um, they take their shot. You know, they try to go for the girl. They try to get her. They try to, you know, seduce her and, and stuff. And she doesn't want a guy who's below her. All right, let's let's um, let's read this article here. The Crying Game. Uh, not Kerry Bradshaw made an observation last week's post I wanted to riff on a bit. So, by the way, this is Rolo Tomasi. Just look him up. A conclusion I've come to in the past couple of years is a woman crying gets support while a man crying gets shunned. Only to an extent. A crying woman will elicit support and sympathy from men if she is young and beautiful. Otherwise, she's just an irritation that needs to be um, quieted. A crying woman will elicit support and sympathy from women only if she belongs to the same tribe as the woman offering support and sympathy. Will a crying um, old lady get any sympathy from uh, a girl not in a tribe? Not so much. Men are not biologically predisposed to crying, not as much as women anyway. So when they do, no one really knows how to respond, particularly if it's in front of strangers and the reason for his tears is not clear at all. Admittedly, this is a very rare occurrence, usually when a man has mental issues or is having a breakdown. Normally, men cry in front of family, very close friends, people whom they trust implicitly, or in front of medical emergency personnel. So don't think he'll be shunned in those circumstances, especially if it involves death or loss of something very important to him. Since 2010, I can think of only three instances when I broke down and cried. My father's death, my wife's younger brother dying suddenly at 39, and the loss of one of my best dogs. It's not because I'm some unfeeling badass that nothing affects. I think it's more about what uh, moves me, or any man, beyond that threshold. I'm pretty good at holding back that lump in my throat from crossing the line. Since inception, part of the package feminization sold men about getting in touch with their feminine sides, including the encouragement of boys learning to be in touch with their emotions and crying more often. It was part of their quote-unquote sensitivity training, and they were acculturated to believe that women would appreciate them more for their honest tears. You'd think guys who'd learn to cry on demand would have it made, right? Well, here's NCB's comment. Uh, which is a uh, response to Hero's observation. A conclusion I've come to... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a woman crying 
is still biologically valuable. This is the response. She still has uh, the ability to have children. She could still successfully carry and care for a child. Thus, she's embraced and supported by the tribe. A man crying is a liability. His crying will alert the predatory animals and invading gangs to his position. His distress is a problem for the tribe. It's blatant lie um, that feminism uh, is creating equality. We have been misled into thinking that men should emote and talk about their feelings. Very few people in a man's life will give a damn when he's going through a rough time in his life. Women are afforded vast support and provisions that men will never know. One of the most annoying sounds for me, and if the studies are accurate, all human beings in general is the sound of a crying infant. It was a species survival trait that this sound psychologically evolved to prompt such an irritated response in humans. No matter whose child was doing the crying, you damn well couldn't ignore the distress. It's easy to make the association with how this check-the-baby dynamic is a vestige of what evolved to make our species so successful. If it didn't annoy us, more distressed babies wouldn't have made it into semi-adulthood. However, once we pass a certain stage of development, overt emotional displays diverge drastically for us by gender. Uh, Graphic displays of emotionalism are a sign of weakness in proto-human tribal societies. Women generally took care of crime infants and the association of infantile helplessness, in addition to being a general annoyance, would necessarily be a liability to the group's survival integrity. From a male-only perspective, we can see the implication of this, but expand that to the social cohesion of the tribal unit, and you can see that overt displays of emotionalism from men would also be associated as signs of implicit weakness from tribal women. Thus, a rational control of emotion became hardwired into men's psyches. All right, back to the interview here. I think it depends how we're defining misogyny, right? Yeah. Like, how do you define misogyny? Realism, realistic. Mm. A lot of misogyny is just realism. Mm. You know, like- yeah, w- women say that uh, the guy is saying something bad, but really he's just telling the truth in an unflattering way. That's not being against women as just being for the truth. If, if you're a realist, then to some degree you're going to be a sexist. But is that sex? So is that sexist or is that just being real? Reality has a bias depending on your gender, depending on the activity. And there's nothing wrong with that. That is just reality. Men are better at lifting weights. Men are better at throwing stuff. Men are better at fighting. Women are better at lying and tricking and, uh, you know, navigating emotional situations um, and taking care of children. Like, these are things that are evolved in us, right? Men are taller, like, and so on. Right, because like, if it's a fact. Yeah, exactly. Then is that sexist? Exactly. So uh, I, I personally, I don't like traveling the world with women. I think it's one of the most frustrating things a man can possibly do. Okay, imagine you had to travel around the world and you had to take a three-year-old with you. You'd be like, and I go, where's my three-year-old? Has it eight? I have to make sure they're safe. Got to bring all their stuff. It's exactly the same with the chick. Me and my brother, we're starting, right? We can just go, rock up at an airport. Ah, oh, there's no flight for 11 hours. Sleep in the airport terminal. Don't eat. Don't sleep. One bag on our back. Old school soldiers. We don't care. With a chick, it's all, oh, I need food. I need water. Oh, where's my stuff? My case is 55 kilo. Oh, I forgot this foundation. I need to find this foundation. It's, it's horrible. I do agree. Women, like if, I, if, I, if I haven't eaten, I'm not good. Yeah. So women are effectively children. Oh, by the way, um, the girl said, okay, the interviewer, notice, she said, if I don't have my foundation, I'm not good. Solipsism, right? It's like, 
She's going to take her specific situation, generalize it to the population. Now, Andrew's saying uh, women are children. Um, this is an exaggeration, but it's true that women are more like children than men are. Uh, women require a certain level of care that men don't. And teaching women that they're, you know, they're strong and independent, like, again, if they truly were strong and independent and didn't need a man and didn't need anybody taking care of them and providing for them, then why would, why even the need for such expressions? I don't know if you've heard the Shakespeare quote, but it's, it's, it's an example of me think the lady doth protest too much. That's the idea. And well, no. Yeah, we're see, not, no. So we're we got there. No. We're, just, we're just different to men. We're not children. A child couldn't sit here and have this conversation with you. Women have to be monitored and maintained and maintenanced effectively like a child would when it comes to Not travel. like a child. Yeah, same. Exactly the same. It's the same. It's so, interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, listen. If, if I'm going to go Iraq, Afghanistan, all the places, I've not been to these places. I go with Tristan. We're about ready. Okay, you hear the AK go off. We, we start running. Like a chick will all be standing there. Ah. No, that's true. What would happen if you didn't have Tristan? My life would be drastically different. I think that all men, in fact, I'd say the actual plague of Western nations today is that all men lack a natural masculine support network. I don't think it's just about me having my brother. I think it's the fact that most men out here don't have a genuine masculine support network. They don't have men around them. That's right. Uh, Most men in 2022 don't have a tribe. They don't have other men around who are in their group, who are for them and will support them and will help them. Most men are taught that they should be like women. And so, like, women don't form stable friend groups with each other. They're constantly in and out of each other's lives, constantly backstabbing and and fighting against each other. Men don't do that, but because men are taught to be like girls in 2022, these men don't learn that that male friendship and companionship and etc. is required for a stable psyche. That they can not so much confide in, but men hold other men accountable. It's very easy to That's be also true. brave when every man you talk to is brave. And it's very hard to be brave if none of the men you speak to are brave. But what would you do if you didn't have Tristan? Well, then I'd have to get a masculine support network outside of Tristan, which I've already done and created myself. So it does exist. But um, Oh, uh, by the way, that's why you need to go to martial arts, right? Because martial arts heavily uh, skews towards men that will keep you accountable. Men that work hard and fight and struggle and, and endure pain. And you can look up to and be held accountable by those men. It's an easy way to get a masculine support network. Do some kind of hobby that is very masculine leaning and there you go an easy support network well not easy first you have to be you know um integrated into the tribe right you have to be allowed into the group but then like men in general they're like this first they're kind of stonewall towards you and then it's acceptance right that's how it goes I don't think it would completely change who I am, but certainly having my brother was important in my formulative years because if somebody like, didn't like me or something didn't like me, it didn't matter because me and my brother, we didn't care. We're, we're big, we're hard to kill, we don't, it doesn't matter if you like us, right? So One of the things I like about you is that you didn't come from money. Correct. And so you're very real. Thank you. My pleasure. I'm going to take that as a compliment. Thank you, you are real. Thank you. You did a video where you were like, I'm out camping. I don't need all the luxury. I don't need all this ambiance. Yeah. So um, people don't know that. So talk to me about that. Um, 
again, the the girl just he's it's very shallow. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's like it's like Oh, you're a rich guy, but you don't need, like, the amenities because you don't come from money. But the only reason she's talking to him is because he does come from money. So do do you see what I'm saying, guys? It's like, if you didn't care about that, like, man, it's just, like, it's very easy to see that girls want men with money. It's, like, impossible not to notice this. Growing up, was it Luton you were born? Uh, no, so I was born in Washington D.C. Oh, America. Yeah. yeah, and I left when I was nine, and I grew up on a council estate in Luton. In yeah. Luton, yeah. You grew up on a council estate in Luton. Council estate in Luton, yeah. And from the ghetto. From yeah, that is the ghetto. That yeah. is the, the the English ghetto. So yeah. talk to me about that though. What was that like? And how long were you in in that kind of situation? Yeah, so I, I left America when I was when I was around nine, and I lived in Luton until the age of twenty six. Ish. Oh wow! Till you were twenty six. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, but I was kickboxing, right? My my fight gym was there, and I was fighting from there. And before I finally managed to get out, but I grew up in a council state in Luton, and I I'm so thankful for it. The best possible thing that can happen to somebody is to be born broke and become rich. If you're born rich, life's terrible. If you're born broke and you stay broke, life's terrible. But to be born broke and become rich is a beautiful thing, because truthfully, money really isn't all that interesting. What's interesting about money is thinking back to all the times you had no money. <laughs> accurate it's uh, the hero's journey have you heard of um if you've never read um the hobbit right so the hobbit by um tolkien uh it, it, the actual name of the story is there and back again a hobbit's tale by bilbo baggins right so the idea is he is nothing starts off as nothing goes on the grand adventure and then goes back but he's changed because he's gone through the hero's journey. The hero's journey is what Andrew is describing. The being broke, the having nothing, the going from nothing to something. And then appreciating what you have accomplished based on what you had in the past. I love to go spend $25,000 for dinner. Not because the money. $25,000 for dinner. All the time, yeah. Not, yeah, no, but yeah, all the time. We're in Miami. Where have you been? Great places, but I'm not putting down 25k for dinner. Because- look, look at her expression, right? She's like, oh my god, you can spend that much money? You're suddenly so much more interesting to me. Also notice no wedding ring on her finger. So what is the purpose of this girl's podcast? It's to find a rich man to marry. But these rich men have so many options, they'll never marry. They'll never marry a girl like her. She's too much of an attention seeker. Hilarious, yeah? Because you're a chick. Females don't pay anything for anything. They don't in Miami. They don't pay anything. Yeah, unbelievable. But anyway. the, yeah, no, w- women don't have to pay, right? But there's there's certain places you can definitely do that. And the point is, the food isn't worth it, and it's not worth twenty five G's. But the whole fun of it is just thinking back to when you never had twenty five grand in your life. I never had any money in my savings account. I was completely flat broke. So it's the juxtaposition that makes it interesting. There's no light without dark. So I love the fact that I was poor. Those are some of the, in some ways, they were some of the happiest times of my life. Life was simpler back when I was born. I'm not going to buy into more money, more problems. I'm not going to say that being rich isn't fantastic because it certainly is. However, when you're broke, you have a very simple, singular focus, which is what it should be just to make more money. But now my focus is more spread out because I really, I really do not need to make more money. That's the one thing I do not need more of. Interesting. All right. That's wise advice by Andrew. Um, If you don't have money, then the advice is get more money. There you go. Interesting. All right. On to the Reddit post. My ex wants to be friends. This is again from Relationship Advice. 
My ex wants us to stay friend uh, wants to stay friends with me and states that she uh, quote unquote she's not closing the door because there could be a future between us. All while being open to being in new relationships, I'm struggling to understand the feelings she has, and I'm here feeling as though I'm cheating on her. She said she doesn't want to break contact, but she never texts me. I sent her a message stating that I quote unquote could not handle seeing her on my Snapchat, knowing that she's talking to other men. Uh, you told me that you could talk to me, but have not reached out in a week when I'm over here struggling to keep from sending you a good morning text message. Like, guys, we're not out here staying friends. What the girl is saying is, I want to sleep with Chad, and at the end of the rainbow, uh, I'm going to go back to you. That's what she's saying. Why would you ever willingly allow yourself to be in such a position? It's awful. Don't do it. It's terrible. And also, not to mention, it's stupid. Um, she was in a relationship with a guy days after she broke up with me and they shared intimacy. I mean, what more needs to be said? <laughs> she then texted me on Thanksgiving asking me for advice and needing someone that she could speak to and count on because we share a connection. She shared details with me and I asked as well. She stated, quote unquote, I do not re- my, regret my decision, but I do feel used. Again, guys, like what more needs to be said? <laughs> it's just so disrespectful. I don't know what to tell you guys. Extremely disrespectful. Of the girl to say something like this. Um, I call this beta torture, by the way. Because what she's doing is she's torturing a beta male. Um, she's torturing the guy by constantly reminding him of, uh, like, how much of a failure he is, right? And it's, frankly, disgusting. Sorry, guys. I'm just uh, adjusting my overlay here. So it can be a bit better. All right. I think that's, I think that's better. Okay. Um, I want to get her back. <laughs> but I feel like if she never texts me, I'll just have thoughts of the intimacy that she had with another man almost as soon as we separated. I feel lost and broken and I need someone to help me to navigate my anxiety and get back on the horse. I want to uh, end myself. It's over a girl and I feel weak. Uh, yeah. So guys... Never, ever, never, ever, ever let this be you. If she had intimacy two days after you broke up, it means the intimacy was going on for the whole time. End it. Because you will never get any closure. All that will happen is you'll get tortured. And she's keeping you around because she knows that you're the loser that will save her from her bad decisions later. Don't be that guy. All right, here's the... 300 upvotes. Sounds like you're a backup plan for her, to be honest. Succinctly and eloquently stated. Alright guys, we're going to end the video there. Again, if you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content. It's called patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe to the Nebula tier. Again, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Um, you could also drop me a donation like Tom M here. Shout outs to him. Again, guys, thank you so much for listening, especially if you took the time to listen to the end of the video. I really do appreciate it. You guys are wonderful. And I will see you next time.